Alright guys, I see the gameplay rolling, or actually the video, but our stream is live, so let's get this party started, shall we? What is going on everyone? Welcome back to the Xbox Roundtable Podcast, your source Sunday nights for Xbox talk and more from around the industry. This being show number 254, and hey, naturally, I'm your host Invader, and it is great to be back in action. Last weekend, I was moving back into my newly renovated house. Uh, there's still some things to do, but overall, I am glad to be back. Uh, welcome, welcome. Uh, as more people start filing in here, uh, tonight we got quite a few things to go over. Like, honestly, never a dull moment in the game industry the past year. <laughs> things just keep happening. And hey, that's great for us, right? Uh, there's been an escalation in Xbox talk, the Xbox buyout of Activision. The FTC seemed to want to sour things a bit, so uh, we'll do a deep dive on that. As well, the Game Awards have come and gone. We'll give our thoughts on this year's show. Also, our impressions of the Callisto Protocol, that horror title. I know a bunch of guys on the panel have been playing that, so hey, I want to uh, get some thoughts on it. But you know what? We will dive into all that good stuff. But of course, I can't start without introducing this awesome assembly of people we have here. Starting off with, uh, let's see, Centurion. Buddy, how's it going? I'm doing great, man. It's uh, Sunday night. Time for some TXR. I'm already getting off my two hours with Wilmyhood over Gaming Beyond the Box. Uh, for those who don't know, the show has moved to Sunday nights uh, starting at 7 Eastern. And yeah, man, it's time to keep this discussion going. Uh, and if anybody's curious, I've, the only thing I've been really playing is I've obviously already rolled the credits on Callisto Protocol. We'll get into that more later. And I have been playing uh, The Outer Worlds, man. I'm uh, murder on Eridano, so I'm trying to finish the DLC so I can finally cap that game out of my backlog because I, I actually bought the game with the DLC, uh, uh, like the board-approved edition, and it's just been sitting there, and I finally want to get it knocked out, and I've been having a lot of blast, a lot of fun playing that. All right, all right, good to know. Yeah, I've been tempted with the uh, DLC too. I've been kind of going over uh, the different deals going on with the season passes. I'm kind of wanting to grab the Dragon Ball Z Kakarot season pass. So I, I already did. I bought Kakarot <laughs> uh, during the Black. I did Kakarot during the Black Friday. So, so you could have bought the whole package for fifty bucks, but if you bought Kakarot by itself during the sale, it was fifteen dollars. And then they sold the season pass for twelve fifty. So I essentially built the entire thing for like literally less than like less than forty bucks. I I was excited that they put the season pass on sale. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan. I think I'm gonna be picking it up soon. The the actual game. So that's why there's been a lot of good deals on for it. That's why I also want to grab the season pass. Uh, growing up, I was a huge, huge Dragon Ball Z fan, and even original Dragon Ball, so uh, eh, just kind of makes sense. Uh, hey, let me know in the chat if uh, you guys are huge Dragon Ball fans. Uh, moving on down here, General MLD, buddy pal, how you been? Hey, yeah, doing pretty good. Uh, let's see, I've been playing uh, Far Cry 4, I bought that, and Far Cry 6 on the Black Friday sale, so I'm looking forward to that. But also, we've just been hammering away at Plague Tale 2, finally almost finishing it. 
And but yeah, otherwise, just uh, keep an eye out for this news here. Uh, once again, we'll be talking about the uh, acquisition, but uh, you know, <laughs> that's just how things are. Looking forward to it though. Hey. Yeah, I know, right? Yay! Yeah. <laughs> is this your first time playing Far Cry Four? It is actually. Uh, I played Far Cry Three in the past. Uh, when Far Cry Five went to Game Pass, I'm okay. Well, what the what the hell? I'll play that too. And I guess that got me kind of going. So now I'm, I'm finishing all the modern Far Cries. I tried two in the past. I couldn't quite get into it. So I, I know that that could be sacrilegious to some. I, appear, apparently, that Far Cry Two is very popular. Oh, but no, no, Far Cry Two was a it was a decent game. I bought it on a whim, yeah. and then Far Cry Three really hammered me into being a fan of the series. And I remember Far Cry 4 was one of the first games I bought when I got my Xbox One because I waited like a year after the console came out to get it. And I had a huge blast playing Far Cry 4. I couldn't put that game down until it was like done, done. So, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm having a great time. So, yeah, that's just, that's just me there. I'm like about halfway done the game right now. So, yeah, pretty good. I think I just beat that this year myself. I think that was a loss. I think that's the Far Cry I beat. Hmm. Yeah. I'll do Far Cry 6 in the in the new that's, year. That's the Pagan Min one, right? That's yeah, Pagan Min. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, that's the one I beat this year. So did you do Far Cry 5 then? Uh, uh, yeah, you know? I beat that on Game Pass like about a month ago. Okay, cool. So I, that, I, that, that means when you do Far Cry 6, if you got the season pass, you'd be able to know like all the, uh, the, the DLC stuff that dealt with the three bad guys from the previous games. Oh, is that canon or is it like, like a fantasy what if? It's like a fantasy what if. It kind of goes like the down, I think, down the realm of like uh, how Blood Dragon was. Like Blood Dragon was technically part of Far Cry 3, but it had nothing to do with the actual story. Okay, okay. Because I wasn't sure if they were canon or not. Okay. But yeah, should be fun. I, I do like the villains. The modern Far Cry games, I love all their villains. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think that's what's really set the series apart is, you know, a lot of series try to aim for the perfect protagonist or the perfect hero. Far Cry has like kind of like solidified itself in having like the best main character enemies. Oh yeah, and the gameplay loop is just solid. Like they make it, they make a damn good FPS. Not a fan of the check marks on the map though. I, I just more or less do my own thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, hey, Ubisoft titles—they are. Uh... You know, they're, they are, uh, yeah, checkmarky. I was about to say checkmarky, <laughs> lots of things to do. Um, I know I'm kind of making a joke there, but uh, it's, I mean, hey, I, I do like the Far Cry games. I did start Far Cry 5, and I do have all this, uh, the DLC for that, as I do have the, the Gold Edition, I think it's called. Uh, again, I just, I, I know I say this a lot, but. It's in the backlog, unfortunately, but I, I do plan on playing everything, absolutely everything. And Far Cry 3 kicks ass, kicks ass. Uh, let's see, Crusader Bud, I know you just chimed in, but how you been? I'm good. Uh, my week, I, I've been mostly kind of just waiting for the, the Witcher uh, patch that's coming out next week. So I'm not deep into any kind of game. I, I played a little bit of As Dusk Falls. Continued the ascent a little bit because I had put that down like a long time ago and picked it back up and now I'm trying to finish it. Um, but I've been playing a lot of Fortnite Chapter Four because they added Doom Guy as, as a skin on the battle pass and I really want Doom Guy and I bought the Gears skins. Uh, they have Old Man Marcus Phoenix and uh, Kate Diaz as skins in Fortnite, so I bought those. 
And uh, I've been playing Destiny 2 Season 19, Season of the Seraph. The season's pretty good so far. The new dungeon dropped on Friday, and it was excellent. Beat it blind. All right. All right. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, getting in some gaming. I, I haven't been able to really get into anything the past week, actually two weeks. Uh, so I cannot wait to uh, have some time over... Uh, like Christmas over the holidays and just like get in some gaming honestly like I need it I need it badly um just so everybody knows Shockley will he's supposed to be coming uh he's just running a little behind at the moment because of an engagement as well Timmy should be here too as far as we know so don't fret guys don't don't fret uh, but before we, we, we uh, begin, a uh, reminder that you guys can catch us on many other platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and m many others. Also, hey, we're on a wide availability of video platforms such as Rumble. We got a presence there. So, hey, sub to us there because options are pretty good. And by the way, guys, let everybody know that we are currently live. Uh, we do the best that we can to let notify everybody and uh, YouTube not really that reliable at times, so if you could please share this video out, give it a like. That helps too with algorithm purposes. And sub to the channel if you're new here. We like new faces. We like to see everybody. The more the merrier. So please, hey, sub to the channel. We'd love to have you stick around. All right, all right. And we already got some pretty cool people in the chat here. But uh, guys, let's move straight into our first topic of the night. Uh, we're going to kick things off with the Game Awards. The show was this past Thursday and saw, of course, many awards handed out along with a bunch of new trailers and new game announcements too. Now, General MLD, my friend, why don't you kick things off for us on this one? Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to uh, watch it, but if so, wait, what'd you think of it overall and did anything catch your eye? Well, uh, I mean, judging purely on its own merits, I think it was, I think one of the better uh, game awards that uh, Keely has, has put on. I think people can agree that award the awards in the past they were a little bit bloated. A lot of ads gamers didn't want to didn't really care about you know things like that. So this was more condensed and actually had some you know pretty decent reveals. So I mean, I mean just off the top of my head here, you got what Final Fantasy 16 that 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 was shown. It has a date of June. Uh, Armored Core uh, Six was re revealed. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to that. Like I, I like you know kind of games with mechs and Gundams, things like that. Uh, Hades Two, um, Kevin Levine's next game, uh, Judas. So I'm I, having just played replayed Bioshock Remastered. Uh, you know earlier this year, I'm 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 looking forward to what this guy has in store. It looks, I mean, it looks pretty intriguing. So I'm uh, I'm keeping an eye out for that. Uh, Death Stranding 2, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. So some pretty pretty good announcements here. And I think, what, Diablo 4, Street Fighter 6, stuff like that. Now, I, I can go on, but the, there you go. Uh, it was a pretty packed uh, showcase overall. So, And there was that whole little Bill Clinton thing at the end. That was that was just hilarious. So <laughs> so there's that. But overall, I, I'm go as an Xbox fan, I think uh, we can all say that it was a bit lacking. Um, I think we all expected something. I, I'm, I'm personally a little bit, little bit disappointed. I feel like if Xbox wasn't gonna do anything substantial, they should have, uh, you know, sent out a tweet, some kind of notice to keep our expectations in check. Because historically, Xbox has a pretty decent presence at these, uh, at the Game Awards. So, I mean, it is what it is. 
And it's also unfortunate with the whole FTC suing Xbox kind of thing, because if that if, if we if we had like because like what a day before two days before that news broke, uh, it was it was a pretty good vibes overall. Like it, people were pretty optimistic. I would go so far as to say that if we went into the Game Awards and that news didn't break yet, I feel like Xbox fans would could almost even be excited for games like you know Crash Bandicoot, uh, what that four versus four player game, Diablo Four. You know, because it's kind of like, even though it's not Xboxes yet, technically, it feels like they would have been, like, tangibly in the future. I'm still confident they'll go through, but I feel like the vibe would have been a little more positive. It would have been, like, yeah, you know, a little more claimable for Xbox fans. But, you know, that news did hit, and therefore the games didn't really, you know, have that attachment to the Xbox brand. But uh, overall, silver lining, I do think Xbox, is, they, they read the room. Aaron Greenberg, Aaron Greenberg sent out a tweet saying, we don't have to wait too much longer. They're going to have an Xbox event early next year. So I, I think they know they messed up, but they're going to try and make up for it. You know, hit 2023 with the ground running. That is my hope. So, but overall, um, I think my for the Game Awards, I'm looking forward to Diablo 4 regardless. I had a great time with uh, Diablo 3. Um, yeah, Armored Core. And uh, otherwise, yeah, overall good show. All right. All right. Now you brought some pretty interesting points there, MLD. Oh, Timmy has entered the chat, as Crusader said. Uh, Tim, what's up, buddy? Timmy's on the... He's saying up. All right. All right. I'm here. I'm here. Just hitting the thing. No, happy to be here. So I was running a little late. I uh, heard the conversation uh, just going on right now. I have something to add to it. So when you guys want me to, I will. I'm just happy to be here. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. Tim, actually, go ahead. Go right ahead. Share your thoughts. Uh, we're talking about the Game Awards, uh, VGA. Yeah, the disaster. <laughs> well, I, I... Disaster. Um, well, listen, Sony had a very good day. Uh, um, the, I think Sony had a very good day. I think it would have been uh, extremely hard for Xbox fans, and myself included, if uh, God of War won, because uh, that would have been pretty crazy. Uh, that would have been shoved right in our faces. Um, with a little backstory to this, I kind of knew they were going in light. So my disappointment was when I was told that at that time. Um, so for me, it's kind of like when you know something's coming up and then it happens, it's not that big of a deal as opposed to where you guys were sitting and it happens and you're like, what's going on here? We just had a Samsung Xbox commercial and re replaced or whatever that, that indie game is called. It looks very good. Um, what, what went on here? Um, Sony came out big. They had this uh, stranding two, uh, that's Stranding two. They had forbidden. Um, they had a bunch of stuff, uh, the ton of awards they won. Uh, so it was uh, definitely uh, a, a tough time of um, uh, it's definitely a tough time and um, uh, for Xbox fans so I get it but I do think that the reality is that um, Xbox is uh, gonna have a show in January Sorry, I'm just moving location to location. Um, but, yeah, they're going to have a show in January. And uh, 
I think uh, what didn't make sense will make sense when it happens. Uh, I don't know why they did what they did, to be honest. But um, they will have a show. They got to date these games, and they got to show these games. Can I, can I ask you a question, Tim? Because you're the one who could answer this for me. Best one. The years that they had XOs, did they skip the Game Awards? Yeah. What was the question once again? I'm just, like I said, I was just moving. Well, the years that they had the XOs that were also in December, didn't they also show like one or two things at the Game Awards too? Uh, yeah. The answer to that was, I don't know if something was personal that went on. Uh, if they wanted to personally take down uh, Jeff or what, what was the thing, but um, yes. I mean, they and still they... held it in their theater and like had, ran ads with Samsung and Verizon, you know. Like yeah, I don't know. I think, to be honest, I think they're going to have a show. In their infinite wisdom, they wanted to show the sh what they have coming in 2023 in 2023. Yeah. But I, I think it backfired. I mean, I yeah, think it makes sense. I think it makes sense yeah. to have an XO. Um, I just, I think we... Well, I, I don't think yeah. it's going to be necessarily an XO. I think it'll be a show where... Here's the deal. You got... Dark Tide in January. You have Atomic Hearts in February. You have um, well, even the Age of Empires console stuff is in January. You got oh, uh, yeah, the, 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 you got those yeah. in January. Goldeneye somewhere in the mix, right? I in think Wu Long. You have Wu Long in um, March. Uh, you have the show, which I believe that they made a new deal with. Uh, Major League Baseball. I'm not positive of that, but I'm going to go on a limb and say that there were there is a deal there. So you got the show coming to Game Pass again. Then you have three date. One of one that we all want to see even more of. They haven't shown enough of Starfield. They can show a level being played easy. You can take a part of the game, a really good part of the game, and play a level, play 15 minutes of it, show it off. Everyone will love it. Starfield. They have Forza, who's going to have in-game ray tracing on Series S, which is absolutely crazy, and it's a big, uh, big deal. Uh, looks incredible, I heard. Uh, going to blow away anything that's comparable on, on the racing genre. Um, going to be very special. They got, they haven't shown any gameplay of that. They got to show that being played, and they definitely can go a little bit deeper with uh, Redfall. They got to show those games and they got to date those games. Okay. This is according to their 12 month view. All right. Uh, that they, they touted in January, June. And we're in now January, let's say. So they got to do all that. And that's a ton of stuff I just uh, announced. Okay. Um, they have to do that. They also have to announce E3, um, which they could probably do there. So there's something coming. I can guarantee you. And that was the tweet that Aaron did. The question is, is why did they skip uh, the Game Awards? And the answer is, is, I don't know. I don't know if it's something personal between uh, Jeff and uh, the, e the the ESA um, and, and Xbox was trying to, like, um, back-channel him or, or trying to, like, kind of, like, uh, play, play hardball with him to say, hey, uh, we're not going to show up next year or any other years. We'll just have our show. If you're not going to support uh, E3, and there's a big thing between Jeff and the ESA with that, so I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's um, 
Uh, last year, they were all working on the Activision deal and uh, the the month of December, which is always a month where basically everyone gets off. They were all working uh, or and or were on alert. Um, and it was very different. So you might have that. And they said, oh, we'll just take off and we'll just have January. Uh, or they had a, a marketing plan where they said, well, let's show all the stuff in March, I mean, in January to start the year off, and then we're going to get start, have the year off and start running. I mean, they didn't even have a hot, did they even have a holiday on life? Uh, 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 they didn't even have that. So They had Atomic Heart and Replaced were the two, like. Right, and both of those are multi-plat, right? right? Well, is, is, yeah. is, Atom, uh, is Replaced a multi-plat? I'm not sure. I'll, 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 I'll look it up. Okay, I, ha I so have a feeling it's time. Right yeah. there. Okay, so yes, just something, something is is fishy there, wouldn't you agree? And the way that you know Phil looked, Phil looked tired. He didn't look like he wanted to be there, um, and that would tell me that yeah, they have something else. They have uh, something else planned, and, um, and that that's the only thing that makes sense. And I got a lot of flack on Twitter, and I get it because, like I said, I might have been a little bit, uh, you know, set up for this because I kind of knew it. Um, but the theological part of me said, they, this can't be just it. They can't, they can't have their head up this ass not to show any of that. So, uh, you know, I think that uh, when it came out, uh, Aaron tweeted, and I've also heard that there's rumors that they're going to have something. They, they got to have something. It's not, are they? They got to have something. Um, or they have to have some type of plan to lay out these games. I guess that. Well, I guess that's showing up with soon stuff, right? Like, are that showing up with like stuff like miles out? You know what I mean? I get that, right? But I mean, but they still got six, yeah, six months. How, when have you remembered a game that was that's been like talked about and then not dated within six months? It's like you're getting to the point where these games need to be dated or they're going to be delayed. Or you, know, you seven don't... of them. There's, there's you know? seven first-party titles that are supposed to come out. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, <laughs> so it, it, listen, that's we're, we're laughing about it, but it, it, they have to have a plan for this. If they don't have a plan for this, then then maybe there really is something wrong. But I, I can't think that. They have a plan, um, and I think that uh, it, it's going to show off. Now, if you go, if, if, if we look back at this, I think it was a mistake. They definitely screwed up. They had uh, a chance to be on the big stage, and they uh, done very well with that the last three years. I don't know why they didn't, uh, you know, keep on with the tradition. I don't know why. Um, something tells me something was at play there, and um, I don't know if it's an ESA to Jeff play or, like I, I explained all those things. I don't know, but it just it just doesn't make any sense that they wouldn't even have Higher Life, a game that's coming out in four or five days, uh, a freaking uh, the date there. Like that tells me that okay, then there is really something here that that's going on. Like there is something, there is a little bit of uh, blackballing here. I, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me to just not have one date. And I heard High on Life is pretty good too. So it's not like the game is, uh, you know, you're dealing with a 50 Metacritic game that they just want to forget about. I'm hearing it's going to be a decent game. Uh, so, tomorrow. you know, exactly. Yeah. Metacritic's tomorrow. We'll know. We'll know more about it. But like, you don't even have a, a date or a show of that. So I get it. So all the Xbox guys that I was kind of going back and forth, I kind of was going back because I was just saying you got to understand that they are going to show. 
But I do understand what you're saying. I do understand your frustration, especially looking back at it and, and thinking about, like, why would they do that? Or, you know, if they do this in the future, don't ever do that again. Because it, it just was it was a shitty day to begin with. And it just compiled and times it by three with the the FTC to, to do with that whole thing. And then you had the, the Game Awards where they were an absolute no-show and they didn't even have an answer. And then you get one tweet from Aaron like saying, oh, okay. Uh, you, you know, for a company that uh, Xbox, where they're very good in communications and they're very good dealing with fans a lot, they, they, always, they always have this one thing where they just have something where you're scratching your head and like, what is going on here? Why are... Why is this happening? Why are you know what they could if they they could have at the very least they could have had Monster Hunter Rise uh announced going to Game Pass day one that would have at least made one person happy. They went into the game awards, in my opinion, to, with the um, objectivity to make no no one happy, and that mm-hmm. that's why I, I bring up my rumor or whatever not the rumor but of my uh thinking is this a play against uh jeff I, and his yeah. whole thing with usa i do f- i would feel like they wouldn't offer to host it and they wouldn't run their ads at all like that doesn't that doesn't line up for me you know what i mean like they, they did run ads and yeah but like, why would you why would you not have more announcements i agree i like i said it, it i'm not saying that that's the reason i'm just throwing a, a bone out there like so, why would they said, do it? Is it a cure? Would you say we'll all agree it was curious that they had no show, right? Yeah, some people yeah. say it's the FTC causing it that like they wanted yeah, to look small for regulators. But you're this is shit that's coming out. Like I'm not complaining that they aren't showing like Indiana Jones or I mean I want a vowed right, and I, I was setting myself up for the copium with a vowed right. But I even said that before the show. It's like man, I'm gonna be disappointed because I want this to be here and I know it's not gonna be. But like. So, like, I wasn't expecting anything, like, past what they've already announced in their fiscal year window, right? Like, because anyone, like, because, like, what's mind-boggling to me is the FTC has their entire roadmap, period, end of story. They have their entire content roadmap. They have to, as part of the deep analysis of, of their stuff. Every regulator in the world has all of their financials, right? Like, hey, they have to. And more than that, they have probably very detailed... And like uh, assets of their financials for this current fiscal year, probably next fiscal year too. Like their their analysis as to how they think the next fiscal year is going to go. But let's right. just look at this fiscal year that ends in June, right? For Microsoft, because Microsoft's quarter four is 2023 quarter two, right? So it'll end in June. And I'm just like, they have seven games in that period that's supposed to announce. So they are going to have a detailed budgetary analysis of exactly how they think they're going to do, right, for their financials. They have to. Every company has that, right? And so I'm just shocked that they didn't even bother to show up with the stuff that was going to be out, even even up to March, right? The stuff that has to be out, that, that would be out before any of the regulators are even done. Agreed, I agree. To market. And yep. And to me, I- I've said this in conversations with a lot of people, if they were hiding from the FTC with this, this is the exact, like, and they were trying to not give the FTC or, I'm saying FTC, it could be the EC, it could be the CMA, it could be whoever, I don't care. Um, but uh, to me, that gives those regulators more ammo when you have this kind of reaction from, like, news stories, like, where were they? They're always here, right? 
And then you look down into it, and it's like, well, they have seven things to market. Why weren't they there? Right? And it's so <laughs> transparent. You know, it is oh, interesting. True. It is interesting, too, because, you know, the past couple of years, they've had a pretty strong showing at the Game Awards. Right? It, it totally... It totally... Right, they were all set off. off. Mm-hmm. It totally moves off of, like, how they operate as a normal business, right? They are changing how they operate so, as a normal business. Something... And they have stuff to do in six months. Something, yeah, something has changed, and I do have a... It could, it could very well have, have an effect from these, again, ongoing um, boards, FTC and so on, commissions, what they're uh-huh. going through right now. Um, or, or, you know what, guys, they might have just always planned to have a separate, I don't know, maybe, maybe, well, I think that's definitely happening. you know, well, they have enough content now. They have enough content where technically right. they could show like, I don't know, a half an hour thing. Maybe they do like, maybe not an easy. XO, but like a, right. a, a, a direct, 40 minutes easy. maybe do a, like a Nintendo direct style thing, you know, I've but unfortunately though. It's about the exposure, though. The yeah. game wars just have more viewership, so that's yes. why I think it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. And yes, uh, I've been hypercritical myself of Sony for skipping every industry event since like 2018. Right? Sony doesn't show up to anything. They finally showed up to this. They showed up in force to yeah. this with with new releases and shit. Right? But I've been hypercritical of them for skipping industry events yeah. for, for years because I like it when the industry acts as an industry and not as individual players, right? right. We have these cool events where we expect everyone to show up, like Gamescom mm-hmm. and E3 and uh, point. the Game Awards, right? And I, I've praised Microsoft for years for always showing up even when they don't even really have – like Gamescom they showed up mm-hmm. to this year and they, they reiterated – E3, they didn't show us anything. I don't think we got anything new, did we? Oh, no. Our games gone this year? No, not really. Very little. Maybe like, a, but you're right. They, it was and a rehash and it wasn't. They showed, up, they showed up to that, but they couldn't show up to this with a Starfield trailer for a game that's coming out in the next two quarters. Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't make much sense. And they, they could have shown, you know, and I know for a fact that Starfield's in a decent place where you know, um, like I talked, if they had shown, like, you know, uh, they sp- take a specific part of the game and they show a level off uh, gameplay, uh, I think just to get people to get the idea, um, mm-hmm. you know, they definitely they definitely could have done something, uh, you know. Uh, Bethesda's a big-time company. Um, this was, uh, I hate to say it, this was planned. And, uh, you know, the bottom line is, is that, uh, my, myself too, you know, you bring up a good point and I really didn't think about that. I've always been on Xbox for being the, you know, showing up and, um, they didn't show up on this. So they deserve the L, uh, they deserve the criticism in, in a way. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they gotta do better. They gotta do better than that. They can't, they, they used to few and far between, they would have these hiccups, uh, it used to be much more, uh, you know, common, and they've learned a lot. But uh, you know, they should have answered for this, and maybe we get some clarity uh, because, uh, like we've all said, that uh, you know, you know, just 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 talk to us and say have the game, minimize this, and say you know what, we're gonna show the games. Uh, Aaron did a little bit of it. I do think that we might get something this week, maybe or next week. Some type of press release. I think they have. Well, when they say soon, when they say soon, it's usually the following week. So uh, I could keep your eyes out on it, but it doesn't doesn't 
uh, uh, change the fact that uh, they took an L here. And, uh, and it is hypocritical of myself. I should have been maybe the night of, uh, I, like I said, I was set up for it. But looking back uh, and reading the comments, and I've always been a person to say if I'm wrong or maybe if I, I, I kind of was dismissive in, in some of the tweets uh, just because I was just aggravated uh, overall. But, um, you know, they, 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 they screwed up there and, um, you know, uh, I should have maybe gave it to him a little. Um, I'm, listen, I'm at a point where I'm very happy with Xbox because I remember a point where they were just like dead in the water and, and they really were going the wrong way. But when they're spending $68, billion and they're trying to make this all work, uh, you know, and uh, they've been hit with delays and stuff that, you know, I do know what they have coming. We all know what they have coming. Uh, I kind of maybe uh, give them a little more leeway, but it really doesn't change the fact that this was a screw up that they deserve to be called out on. And um, uh, you know, I'm calling them out now. They, you got to do better than that. You no. can't leave us out in the in in the you know, can't leave you leave us out on the line like that as fans. Uh, we're all expecting something. Uh, as for at the very least, show if you show Starfield. And you show the game, and and you show it off pretty cool because the game's gonna be very good. You show it off, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna and you date it. That would have shut everyone up. Even That's Forza, all they had to do. Even Forza would have shut everyone up. Exactly. Right? A game Even that they Forza. owned for years, right? So, if they want to hide their other acquisitions, fine. But right, and I, and I don't think it's an FTC thing. I just think that they were thinking, oh well, we'll just do our own show, but they forgot the fact that. This is the most views. This is the most eyes. And they forgot the fact that Xbox fans have now been conditioned from the last three years where they've had Perfect Dark, they've had a console and a game shown off Hellblade. When they showed, uh, yeah. Yakuza they've had, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Arc 100%. Yeah, like they had really good shows, and then for them to have a Samsung commercial is a little bit of a slap in the face. And uh, like I said, uh, I will probably rehash it with some of the people. You know, I, I like I said, I, I kind of was. I just in my mind is it's like you got to realize that they're gonna have something, um, but that doesn't take away the fact that uh, they really did shitty uh, optics here, and they didn't communicate well, and. Um, Poor planning because there is no way in hell that they don't have a plan for this because if they don't, then they should be out of the industry because they got, like you said, seven games not dated. Half of them don't even have gameplay even shown. Um, you had little tidbits here and there for Starfield. Forza's just been freaking CGI. Uh, like, come on. Like, we're ready now, and uh, hopefully tomorrow they, they uh, fix this uh, mess up. And they they say what they're gonna say, but that, that they gotta not do this stuff. And um, they've been pretty good in avoiding these mishaps. But uh, you know they kind of uh, you know even even uh, you know uh, Ryan from IGN like it capped off a shitty year and uh, with even shittier shit. So it, mm -hmm. it's it wasn't a good day. It was it was honestly one of the worst days. Somebody was telling me compared to the Xbox One. No, it wasn't that bad. Xbox no. Xbox is no, in a really no, good place no, no. in a lot of other areas. But it's, it was no. a bad it was a bad day. And At least the console is good. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. Uh, you got game what pass. it does like, is good. 
the content yeah. we want is good. Now, and there's a lot of games coming. Despite <laughs> despite Xbox having basically a no show there, I mean, I thought there were some really good announcements here. I mean, the actual award show itself, I thought, you know, the host or hostess or whatever was kind of eh. Uh, yeah. Al Pacino didn't seem like he wanted to be there. No. Uh, Christopher Judge was... Oh, uh, that was that was hilarious. He, uh, Is that like a Guinness still, record or something? Like Legend says he's still on that stage today. Holy crap. That like, was crazy. I went to the bathroom and came back. He's still going. Like, well, oh, I'm yeah. like, is this guy I don't really? Think he expected to win. I thought he was I, high. I, I to be prepared. honest, I thought yeah, he was high. He might have been high. Who knows? That was what a ten minute speech. It was More. a ten minute speech. More. Yeah. That when they when they stopped him and he he tweeted that he forgot to thank his wife. Yeah, <laughs> but that was like you just don't do that. That was so odd. I, that's why yeah. I think that he was, you know, not with it, if you catch my drift. But, again, personally, I thought there were some really awesome trailers, like, you Might know. Might have been on some edibles. Uh, yeah, right? Like, <laughs> that game Judas, uh, Ken Levine's new game. Hell yeah. Like, yeah, that come looks on, good. Come on. Like, that, that's a Bioshock right there, but, like, in space from the looks of it. I, I don't looks know. That's, that's what I get. That looks sick. Uh, even, like, uh, the new Crash game, the Crash Team Rumble that... 4v4 multiplayer game. I'm down for that. You know, that's a yeah. pretty cool family game. And of course, hey, I'm a Warhammer guy. I'm a 40k guy. That's Space Marine 2 gameplay. My yeah. God, that looks kick-ass. Good. That yes. looks kick-ass. So, like, I thought there was a lot of good. We've been negative Nancys. Why don't we each say something good that we saw, if we saw anything good? If well, I, I could say Final Fantasy 16 looked the best to me out of everything. I, I, I mean, there was a good start to the show, but... Um, it sucks that it's going to be a year exclusive or two years. Uh, I don't know why that happened. It's kind of shitty, but uh, that is what it is. Um, I do have a PlayStation 5, and, and I do have a PC. Uh, I think it's just strictly for PlayStation 5 right now. Uh, it's time. That game uh, was the most impressive to me, and there was a lot of stuff, but, yeah, that game looks sick. Now, Centurion Pal, I mean, I would love to know your thoughts on uh, the Game Awards, like, how do you think it was, and like you know, what trailers, what announcements, gameplay, whatever it is, really, you know, what what do you think of it? Well, if you want to know, I've been sitting here quiet because I've wanted everybody to get it out of their system before I chimed in. Oh, um, yeah. So that's where the game awards. You want me to be blunt? Um, well, for starters. After Christopher Judge's speech, I checked out and I actually started playing a game. I, I said, you know, I'm going to be blunt. I said, fuck this. I'm watching something else. I'm going to do something else. I couldn't stand <laughs> it. Um, and then all of a sudden I go on Twitter and everybody's making jokes about their, uh, you know, their uh, reformed Orthodox bit, uh, rabbi, rabbi Bill Clinton. And I had to find out what, like, dude, I'm sorry, <laughs> Jeff Keeley. This is the sad part about your show, man. And I'm not trying to be a dick and saying it, but... That kid made me go back and watch watch the the after the watch the whole thing all over again. I waited the entire droning on hour a couple hours long show just to see him do that. And you know, that's it it's pretty sad cuz I'm pretty you saw Jeff Keeley's face on that. He was so uncomfortable that happened. But dude, that was the highlight of your show that night. I'm not but that's where I'm also not going to criticize Christopher Judge. Um, I've been watching Christopher Judge since I was literally in the single digits 
Um, I remember him on Stargate SG-1 when they were gluing that gold plate on his forehead, and the only thing he could say was, indeed. Um, oh, Teal. Yeah, Teal. And that's where I'm going to be up front. It's nice to see him starting to get his dues. He's actually a really great actor. He's done a lot of good for the sci-fi genre itself, the sci-fi community. And I mean, like to watch, I mean, he almost broke down in tears. That was bittersweet for him. That man almost gave up on acting because of the politics and the BS that takes place in acting. Um, because literally he, he watched a show that he put 10 year, more than 10 years of his life into a Stargate SG one become a complete shit show because they wanted to, the sci-fi channel bought the series and they wanted to recast the entire thing with the cast from Farscape. Um, and that's where, <laughs> you know, he's been through hell when it comes to his acting career and he found new invigorated love for what he does by becoming Kratos. And I, and he's even starting to become like, uh, what's it, Dave Batista. He's actually starting to petition to play, uh, Kratos in the live action series or movie or whatever it is that somebody is wanting to do. He's actually wanting to go on and play Kratos on the screen. So that's going to be sick. really cool if he could pull that on. Would you say? It'd be sick. Oh, it would. He's already Kratos. I mean, like, boy. Every time he would say the word boy, I would just think about Teal'c when he was talking to his son Ryak in SG1. Indeed, um, boy. Give him, give him a beard, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and that's where, like, so, I mean, it was a it there was high points and low points. Um, I just got off gaming beyond the box. I like how Pinyak uh, Pinyak Giant said it. It felt like 30 minutes before the show, Jeff Keeley was outside having a cigarette or doing whatever, and he ran into Al Pacino and was like, "Hey, do you want to come out on stage real quick?" It, it felt like Al Pacino was like some kind of a shoe in. Don't know why he was there. Um, it was that was interesting to watch him come out and have problems with the teleprompter. Um, but there was also great stuff. Like uh, my wife uh, totally was to not into the show. And then all of a sudden, um, what's her name? Haley Hensley, the, the chick that came, Halsey came out and sang the, the song for Diablo four. That completely was like, I can't believe she's actually here doing that. Um, and then like I touched on the actor who plays Cal for, Jedi Fallen Survivor, also Jedi Fallen Order. Um, so that's where it's good to see a named actor, somebody who has made a a career out of being on the screen and in video games, but you could see the enjoyment that he has, that he is a character in a Star Wars video game because he likes video games and he likes Star Wars, and you could see the joy in in his passion at playing that character. He doesn't come off as some actor that's just like, yeah, I was paid an absorbent amount of money to play this game character and I could give a crap less about the game that I'm in. Um, and we're seeing more actors starting to come out. We saw the Crime Boss game. We've got Chuck Norris, Danny Glover, Ice Cube, Danny Trejo. I mean, th there is more celebrities in that game that I think I've ever seen in any game, um, especially with Chuck Norris. There, there's a lot of great stuff to be embraced from this. Um, but this is where I also happen to probably be on a hill on my own, a camp on my own. I'm not alone in the camp because I've gotten conversations from people off Twitter. But regretfully, the whole situation with the FTC did affect this show. Last Sunday when, you know, thank you, Invader, for letting me host the show. At the end of the show, mm -hmm. I did say, check your... Uh, 
you know, check your hopes and dreams because this is going to affect that. Um, an article came out on Game Rant back in o October. Sony may cancel its PlayStation showcase because of the Microsoft Activision Blizzard King deal. How come it's okay for Sony to have the strategy to keep their mouth shut, but Xbox has to go out there and throw all their cards on the table and fuel the fire that has already been lit underneath them? You can tell from Phil. Huh? I bitched about that too. I called well, Sony out and said it's bullshit. So, like, I mean, it's not like yeah, I'm, but I'm picking You know what, though? And this is where I also tell people, your hopes, your dreams, your wants aren't worth $69 billion. You as one consumer, 100 consumers, 1,000 consumers, this is the biggest deal the gaming industry has ever seen. This is why you're seeing companies act certain ways that you've never seen before because this would be the biggest monetary exchange in gaming history. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of red tape. It's a lot of regulators, and it's a lot of lawyers. Not only lawyers on active, I mean, on Microsoft side, but you also have lawyers over there on the Activision side that are like, "Hey, if you guys blow this deal, you owe me three billion dollars. So you better do as you're told." You, we all don't know what's all written in that contract. As much as we would love for Microsoft to show these games, I would love it. I'm not over here capping, saying that you gotta, that you know, to give them the pass. But also at the same time, I'm saying you have to be understanding. This is growing pains. As soon as as soon as Microsoft announced the deal in January, I mean, I was, I, you know, hey, I used to be on another show. We won't get into that. But everybody was out here like the coming of Christ. We are getting Microsoft Activision Blizzard King. We have won this war. And I was one of the few that was like, there. hey, calm down, calm down. You have no idea the roller coaster ride you're about to go on. And also... There's going to be some sacrifices that are going to have to be made. And those sacrifices involve reveals, shows, and other stuff because you can't – they wanted, in my opinion, to let Sony have this night. Let them come out on top. Let them look like the dominant freaking force that they are in gaming. As a matter of fact, go look at the show, and you will see on, Crash Bandi on that Crash Bandicoot trailer, it says captured on PS5 and big – you know white print down on the bottom it was captured on ps5 they yeah. want they are they are literally controlling a narrative i am sorry for everybody that really wanted microsoft to come out there and lay waste like they have for the past few years years with the release of the series s family of consoles and having really great shows showing stuff for game pass but honestly we're playing chess here not checkers and this is where they are controlling the narrative they are not wanting to go head-to-head -head with Sony when it comes to competing. Let Sony come out on top. Let them control market share because Xbox, yeah, they could probably have another show like Tim Dogg is saying. I really hope they do. But by having a show without Sony there, they could still continue to control that narrative. And I really think that's what they're looking for right now because they don't want to fuel the issues that are coming out of this, this FTC situation uh, purely because the FTC, they are not the FTC that Microsoft is used to. They are literally reaching for new powers. And there's a lot of politics and shenanigans going on in the FTC. Um, I mean, like, dude, they're not even considering Nintendo a player against Sony and Microsoft. 
how the hell does that work? I mean, I can go in the video game section of Best Buy right now and find Nintendo in the video game sections, but for some reason, according to the FTC, they are a non-player because they don't have an air quotation marks high-performance console. Mm -hmm. So, and and that's where, like, dude, I, I mean, this is growing pains. I wanted Microsoft to definitely come out, but there was that that little voice in the back of my head, the businessman that tells me like on my professional side, because of what I do for the company I work for, I don't think Microsoft is going to show up. And literally, I mean, they literally didn't show up other than Phil Spencer sitting on camera looking insanely uncomfortable because I'm pretty sure he's being told he has to sit on his head. He is watching everybody talk shit about the brand that he has put so much blood sweat and tears into and i'm pretty sure he wants to march right up on that stage and shut everybody up but he can't well there's something there's something going on i still think that if that this is them you know looking small they overplayed that hand they should have brought something one game one a single game minecraft legends even the great multi-plat one that's coming out this year right the the minor game the little one well, like I said, if you're trying to control that narrative of like we want Microsoft, we want Sony to seem uber dominant, they could have a smaller show, like like Tim Dog is saying they could, and therefore um, they're not going to be going head to head because the FTC is going to be like, oh look, they dominated the Game Awards, and here comes Xbox with a small little show that's going to get very little bit of mind share, other than with what the FTC refers to as the serious gamers they're not even wanting to use the term hardcore they're wanting to say serious mm. gamers and i that... think they overplayed their hand because it looks physically different from past years like it is obviously uh, different but articles are being written about it in the news but we're also dealing with the biggest deal in sure which history. means that they're actually like because if they're going to be looking at it for them going head to head they're also going to be looking at any article that's written so if people are out here saying what happened why weren't they there this year that's going to raise red flags so i think they overplayed their hand of of hiding what of, of also, not going ahead. i think they're also the ftc they're they're more ideologically driven they don't really care that sony is the market leader they only see Microsoft as a trillion dollar corporation. Yeah. They're so disconnected from the gaming industry. They're so tone deaf. They're looking at the wrong oh, thing. Yeah. So they are. And I, I said this on Gaming Beyond the Box. I talked about it with Stubbs. I really think the FTC is doing what they're doing because of the freaking Taylor Swift debacle with Ticketmaster. Literally, the like. It may have I, inflamed I, them, yeah. Dude, I mean, like, I think that's something that is basically like we're not taking into consideration because literally. I'm not trying to be insulting what I'm about to say, but Gen Z, a younger demographic could give a shit about monopoly companies until they couldn't buy Taylor Swift tickets. All of a sudden we got Taylor Swift over here bringing attention to how Ticketmaster has a monopoly on the industry. And now all of a sudden everybody's against monopolies. I remember the articles that came out. All of a sudden millennials are against monopolies because it wasn't video games that drove them to this it was because they couldn't buy their taylor swift tickets and then they found out that Ticketmaster has control over the entire live event industry when it comes to selling tickets and you're charged absorbent fees just to buy these tickets and now all of a sudden i think the ftc is just trying to make face and be like oh look we're standing up to these big companies we're trying to make sure they don't become monopolies but I also really don't think that the FTC wants to win this case either. I mean, they have oh. literally come out with one of the weakest arguments. Oh. They could, like, water thin. So oh, I, dude, I'm 
yeah, go for it, Invader. Oh, no, I was just about to say, like, we're about to go into the next topic. I, I mean, it, it seems like we're all ready to move on to it. So yeah. um, I just wanted to, like, just separate it. Has everybody said their piece about the Game Awards, what they thought? Yeah, all right. All right. I just wanted to make sure. Guys, hey, it's great to see you all in the chat. And, uh, hey, it would be great if you gave this uh, the show a like. And you know what? Share it out, guys. Share it out. Let everybody know that we are live now because we'd love to have more people here. Love to see more people. Also, sub to the channel if you're new. Love to see new faces. Um, but yeah, we got a killer chat going on. And uh, guys, let's continue this. Uh, obviously, lots of uh, spicy news regarding the Microsoft and Activision drama. Just a little uh, preface, of course. Earlier this week, the Federal Trade Commission voted to move forward to sue to block Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard King, citing that they're not convinced Xbox wouldn't withhold games from other competing platforms. Now, this is uh, quite interesting stuff, as we were just uh, delving into. Now, I know everybody's getting a bit tired of this news. Heck, even we are on the panel. But, hey, you know what? This stuff is pretty important nonetheless, right? So we do got to talk about it. Uh, Tim Bud, I'll give you the, the floor to start us off here. Uh, you know, what do you make of the FTC trying to block the deal? Obviously, uh, you know, we just started talking about it. But uh, do you think that, uh, like the, that, the F, that the FTC... Uh, you know, you think they'd be okay with an American company taking over another American company? Like, uh, what's the deal here? Uh, one thing, politics. It's, um, it's Democrats and the notion that big tech needs to be stand up to, that they have let them gone way too long for uh, numerous years, and um, they're going to hurt competition uh, because they're going to be the uh, one of the few uh, entities in gaming and um, just big tech and overall. Uh, Lena Khan uh, wanted to make a big statement, make a big splash. This was a prime opportunity uh, to do so. Um, it all comes down to that. I, I think if you're going by actual numbers and facts, uh, you, they don't have a case. And I think they will lose in court, but what they're hoping is is that CMA blocks it and EUA blocks it and Xbox walks away. Uh, they don't really care about anything else other than saying, uh, you know, we made a statement here and now anybody who else comes after this, you're going to have to think twice if you're going to uh, do a big merger like this. Uh, no way. We are the watchdogs uh, and uh, it's definitely politically driven. Um, you know, Democrats by... Uh, just by history, have always wanted more regulations. Republicans uh, are the opposite. They say less regulation. Uh, the board was compiled of uh, three Democrats and one Republican. And like everything else in politics, it went by party lines. The Republican did not, uh, you know, um, challenge it. The three Democrats challenged it. And uh, supposedly there was... Um, uh, you know, somebody wavering on the Democratic side, probably because they knew the facts and they're like, hey, maybe, you know, this is, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, the, 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 this isn't right here. This could affect union workers. Uh, this could affect the, you know, people at Activision uh, much more harshly if we go through this. Uh, but what happens, just like in politics, just like 
Uh, whenever they have these votes, uh, lobbying lobbying goes on. I'm sure Elizabeth Warren called the the people, and and even the lobbying on Xboxes went on with Brad Smith meeting with them and giving them a presentation and stuff like that. Uh, it didn't matter what Brad said though, because in the end, uh, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren were making their phone calls, and they were all up and up up in the air and saying, "Let's stand up to big." big business and big corporations and let's you know make make an example and uh that's basically what this came down to uh xbox's timing on this was unfortunate different time different year this would have flew by it was absolutely no objection uh like i said the numbers uh back xbox because this is a multifaceted deal call of duty which they bring up is absorbently more more uh popular on playstation uh the sales this this uh i think were broken down to 60 percent on playstation and uh the rest divvied up with, with uh on xbox and pc uh obviously playstation with the lion's share the numbers support that uh so xbox was never really going to take off call of duty they they uh they, they they said that they would keep it 10 years and they did a 10-year deal with Nintendo to double down to say, hey, look, we're committed. Uh, Sony's uh, really don't care because they want the deal to, they, they want the deal to, you know, they don't want it in Game Pass. They do not want it uh, to, to have that uh, advantage for Xbox, um, which benefits the consumer, by the way, which really the FTC should have, uh, you know, some type of... Uh, uh, you know, a pledge to, but, um, you know, so all that that I just explained is pretty much the crux of it. Uh, there's no way uh, anybody can make me think otherwise. It disappoints me that um, just in general from the Republican side and the Democratic side that this stuff is always along party lines. People can't think of themselves. They can't look into the situation. Uh, and in this situation, it's pretty glaring. Uh, the CWA, uh, Chris Shelton wrote an article uh, saying how Xbox is not, you know, Microsoft has been helpful and they want to unionize the workers, which is mm -hmm. a huge deal, yeah. uh, which yeah. uh, people said that Microsoft would never do. Uh, they did, they did, and they, and they were, were, you know, backed by CWA. Uh, if this goes to Activision and this goes back, good luck with that, with your, your union. You'll see how much that happens. You'll, you'll probably see massive layoffs. And a lot of, and you'll have Bobby Kotick still in charge, so um, they don't care about the workers, in my in my opinion. Um, and this was a complete political play. And uh, what I feel like is um, they're just trying to kill the deal. Uh, you know, hopefully that uh, doesn't go uh, the same route. Uh, Phil's meeting with CMA uh, in London tomorrow. And, uh, you know, uh, they're going to discuss, I guess, what he's going to discuss. And uh, I'll say this. If CMA and UA and EU block or either one of them block, uh, I think Xbox is going to walk away. Um, if they don't... They have an emergency board meeting next week, Microsoft does. Yeah, and if they don't, um, this, this is going to get obliterated in court and our taxpayers' money is going to go to... Uh, you know, basically, um, uh, a play on on uh, on uh, a political play on um, you know making a statement to these big companies and not really knowing the facts and 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 I think uh, if if it comes down to law, 
uh, it favors Xbox, but I just feel that now you're getting real resistance. Um, uh, CMA, I'm hearing, is, is being, um, you know, a lot more uh, uh, sympathetic, I guess, to Xbox um, because of their recent pledges and stuff like that. Uh, I heard that through a couple of sources. Um, but at this point, I think if you're an Xbox fan and you really want the deal to go through, uh, you know, just hold, hold your horses. I think the new tact now uh, for Xbox and for everyone, just really kind of forget about it. And just if the deal goes through, it goes through. If it doesn't, uh, you know, you're probably going to get a, a much more interesting Microsoft that's pissed off and ready to spend money at will. You know, uh, I'll preface this by saying that when the deal was made, I talked to a couple of ex executives and they already were talking about what the hell is our, our, our uh, return on investment. Or they said at the time, ROI, which I had to look up, to be honest, to see what the hell they were talking about. But that means return on investment. And they were already starting up that talk, like to get the return on investment that Xbox would want for $67 billion, for $67 billion to take upwards of 20 years. So um, them walking away is a big possibility here if it gets real tough. Uh, but if they do walk away, uh, I do expect them to be swift, fast, and I, and I expect them to be really aggressive. And I, I hate to say this, I expect them to be a lot more um, self-serving this time because they can easily money hat something and nobody can say anything because of the way Sony has acted, uh, what, what they went through with this whole thing. They are at liberty to do what they want. That means if they want to go back to making exclusive DLC deals, oh, well, you could do it. That means if they want to spend $2 billion on a GTA 6 uh, in Game Pass, which will indefinitely get you a ton of subscribers, they will do it. So uh, the hats, the, the gloves are going to definitely come off. There's going to be money spent here. It's just uh, about when it's going to be spent and how it's going to be spent. So, would you guys mind if I address the whole FTC lying thing real quick? Go for it. It's like the only thing I really want to add to this whole conversation. I welcome it. Yeah, it's because yeah, that was sure. pretty shitty too. I'd like to objectively say that this is an objective fact. The FTC did not lie. Mischaracterized happenings, yes, but they did not lie that Microsoft, during the investigation to the European Commission, did in fact say that they have zero reason to foreclose any content past, present, or future. They they did say that. The, they, said past, they said future. Yeah, well, so they said all content uh, input stream, which would imply future content. They did not say the word future. The, they said it in business terms. That future downstream, I think it was downstream input was the is the business term. But they objectively did say they have no reason to foreclose the content. The European Commission came around and said, fine, whatever, but even if you did it, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> Right, that, that's what they said, and the overall thing that the the, the merger agreement that was later a, after this that was signed in January thirty first, twenty twenty one. I've read like four hundred pages of legal documents this last week, and I, I want to die. Um, but in the the actual merger agreement, Microsoft's stance had changed from what they told the EC to it will be on a case by case basis, and the EC accepted that change. 
right? So to say that Microsoft said one thing to the EC then did another is mischaracterizing what Microsoft did because EC accept the, the European Commission. I'm just going to call them the EC for for tonight. They accepted the changes that were made, and one of the things that the European that that Microsoft said in that actual signed agreement to the European Commission was that everything would be done on a case by case basis. That they'd be looking at play uh, the the abbreviated version that Microsoft put in their fact sheet, which is what I'll go over. They they said that it would ha it involved like their strategic plans as a company and player sentiment. And they'd be looking at different aspects about the games themselves to determine where they would go. Um, I genuinely believe that shows like our own and uh, the talk online and everything actually changed their business model in this case. I genuinely believe that. I think going into this acquisition, Microsoft fully planned to have everything on every system. I, I think that from day one, they originally had planned to just release Starfield as a multi-plat. Um, I, I think that was their plan. Just looking at their argument making that they made to the to the European Commission and then where it ended up in the end, it almost looks like the actual player sentiment was basically like, no, you motherfuckers, you need more exclusives, you dumbasses. And it, <laughs> it, it ultimately changed the course of that argumentation progress. And... and, and it ended up in this case-by-case -case basis. And that would be the easiest argument that Microsoft could make as to why they had, you know, the they said that there is no business model where it makes sense to, to foreclose this content, right? To this agreement later that it'll be on a case-by-case -case basis, and the only two actions we've actually seen out of ZeniMax so far are um, uh, two exclusive titles, right? We, we've seen... I mean, they, they kept their promises with Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo. That's not what I'm talking about, right? The, the new announcements that have come out of them have been two exclusive titles on that case-by-case -case basis. I actually do think that the, the general consensus around the community is why they decided to do that. And I think that's also why Call of Duty is going to be a multi-platform, regardless of anything. You know, I mean, it, one, financially, it would, it would be death to that franchise financially to pull it from other things. But just looking at player sentiment about it like even us the best that we could get is okay well maybe we'll make the campaigns exclusive I, that, that's like the furthest our show even took it right um but you know everyone was basically like yeah that multiplayer is always going to be everywhere because like look at it look at what it is um and, and so they're making the same argument that there is no reason to pull call of duty content from any platform and the ftc is arguing well they could flip-flop that and it's like well no one has determined whether or not we haven't seen any actual decisions, right? Because we're still waiting on all of the round twos to come back. Technically, the FTC's had their round two come back, and they they, they lobbied to sue, and they they said that it would be a foreclosure, and the the for, or they said that if a foreclosure was to happen, and they say that Microsoft has reasons to, but if the foreclosure was to happen, that it would be damaging to um uh their their only upstream competitor in this case, and. So, th but their argument stems from Microsoft having a reason to foreclose stems from this fact that they did flip-flop with the EC, but the EC basically gave them permission to flip-flop, and there are reasons that you can point to as to why they may have legitimately changed their decision. In this case, we've already seen them sign legal agreements with Nintendo, which was shocking. We didn't cover that last week. That happened this week, right? This week's been a blur. That they signed right. the legal agreement with Nintendo and Steam. So, we, we already have legal basises that for at least the next decade, they're going to 
you know, Call of Duty is going to be fucking everywhere. Right? Yeah, well, like, they're, they're laying the that, groundwork. They're laying the groundwork yeah. for everything. So, so there's, so it's really hard to say that they're going to flip flop here because they have already put out binding agreements contingent. Now these are binding agreements contingent on the deal passing, right? So it's not technically a binding agreement until the deal passes. But if the deal passes, it's binding, right? They, they do have to abide by what they said to Nintendo. That game will come to Nintendo in one shape or form. I'm going to tell you it's going to be Cloud. Um, because they outright said it would be the, the same games on Xbox and PlayStation that would be on Switch. So it's, it's going to be a Cloud version, at least until Switch 2 comes out. But so the, the FTC's argument that... Microsoft flip-flopped isn't a lie, but it does mischaracterize what happened, that essentially the European Commission implicitly said, yeah, do whatever. We don't fucking care if you do it. If you if you were to foreclose, it, it's it's fine it, 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 with Bethesda. It wouldn't hurt anything. And this also brings... I, I honestly think that we may see ZeniMax Online's next game announced early at this showcase in January and see it announced as a multi-platform case because then they can go see... We, we said that we were going to be on a case-by-case basis, and this multi-platform MMO that's, is going to be everywhere. We're announcing this as it's going to be everywhere because it makes sense to have all of them multiplayer gamers playing together, no matter what system that they are. We're even going to... We we, we, we're, we're announcing it for the Switch right now, but it's not going to come day and date because we don't have plans on how to get it on there. I, I, like that, 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 in my mind, is the, the messaging that they go with, right? Is that they show that, look... We are looking at this on a case-by-case basis, and I- I've been of the opinion that that Zenimax MMO was going to be multi-platform, 50-50 chance since since Zenimax like I heard is them also getting ready to do their announcement for the continuation of Elder Scrolls that it, it takes place at the end of almost every January. Yeah, where they announce the ne- the next exactly. expansion. So I-, I wouldn't be shocked to hear that you know we hear about Zenimax Online Studios game soother rather than later and we hear that oh it's it's planned to go everywhere because that's what makes sense for the multiplayer game right and then they can show that they are keeping that case by case promise by actually showing a different case than they have already and some people are going to get mad because oh they own that and it's exclusive and i'm like yeah well i I honestly think that even if the ft even if it hadn't been like like in this hypothetical right even if it hadn't been uh, a hypothetical against the FTC. I, I still really think that having read those case by case terms that they that they like outlined for like why games could go multi platform, I, I really think that that MMO had a very strong shot of actually being a multi platform game because I think Microsoft is what when we heard that it was going to be on a case by case basis. I, I truly think that they are looking at the Zenimax titles on a case-by-case basis to try and determine where to put them. Because, I mean, you look at ZeniMax Online Studios' last game, ESO, Centurion's, like, favorite game ever. Is it your favorite game? I think it's your favorite game. You put, you, I you, you will play definitely it so much. say I have probably put more in... Um, I've put a shitload of time in that game. I think, like, my timer is at, like, over... Th- uh, there's a lot of days. My timer's broke on that game. We'll just say Revenue-wise, it hasn't left Steam's top 100 since it came out. Since before it came out, actually. The, like, since pre-orders were available. Huh. And I have a feeling that's probably also true on the because we we only really see the top tens normally. Steam is the only thing that like was really open to us and lets us see everything in like a nice order, like in real time, right? Like Steam does that and it's awesome. I wish Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo did that too, but that would there's Steam. It's become like a part of the culture for them. It would probably be actually detrimental to like how they operate. But 
I wouldn't be shocked to hear that something is similar with that game also on Xbox and PlayStation. Why? Because it's a massive multiplayer game with a reoccurring, uh, with reoccurring revenue, right? That that's what it is, and those kind of games thrive the physically the more players you can shove in them, right? Like I I don't think it's it's. I don't think it's shocking to say that a multiplayer do- game does better the more players the multiplayer game has. Like that's not a, it's not a very shocking concept. It's a concept that, you know, Microsoft's abided by with Minecraft. Even PlayStation's abided by with MLB The Show. They'd rather have it everywhere than give it up. Uh, and with Destiny, you know, they've they've said Bungie is going to be releasing shit everywhere that they want to release it because it just makes sense with multiplayer games. And so I wouldn't be shocked to to, to hear them brag and parade with ZeniMax Online Studios being a uh, multi-platform MMO um, and showing like, look, we keep our commitments and that's what we actually committed to the EC. And I wouldn't, I honestly also expect to hear in court them explain their way out of uh, saying that they had no reason to going to, okay, we have a case-by-case reason. And th- there are reasons that they could shift that that stance and the EC gave them the ability to shift that stance by saying that the uh, um, the foreclosure wouldn't matter, right? And so, it's really a weak argument to say that Microsoft doesn't keep its word when it gave its word and then changed it to the EC, but the EC didn't care. Does that make sense? Like, they didn't care. They accepted those terms. And so, I find it really, really, really... The, the FTC's case is is water thin now that being said it will empower the C- the cma and the ec to to take a hardline stance and if two of them do the deal is done expect microsoft to back out if the cma moves to block the deal expect microsoft to block out i'm just saying that now right now if the cma and the ec side in microsoft's favor and two of them side in favor of it that almost completely destroys the ftc argument because that's basically the rest of the world saying nah fam they good, right? They gave us all these concessions. We're okay with these concessions. It's not a problem, right? And and that's why with the, the regulators, like the FTC is kind of the weakest one, right? And that's kind of why they're moving to do this because they want more power. But if the EC and the CMA, who are the, the, the ones who have the more hardline stance in general, just in these regulatory committees, if they end up saying, yeah, it's, it's fine, the FTC will throw their case out and they will accept whatever concessions that have appeared in the, the EC and the the CMA's case, maybe they'll ask for something else like uh, some kind of oversight or something like that, right? But I, I, I don't see uh, I, I see this moving forward if those two say it's okay to move forward. I see this falling out if two of them do, or if Microsoft shareholders say that paying two point five billion or two right now would only be two billion dollars if they were to drop out, right? And so. There comes a point where it's like, okay, is two bill is it worth dropping out for two billion dollars right now, having all that money on hand and spending it on other things, or having it all tied up, moving until it's two point five billion dollars, which happens later this summer, or is it, or are you willing to go the whole way out to that three billion dollar mark and maybe even further when you have to renegotiate the terms of the of the merger agreement, and so expect a lot of emergency Microsoft, um, uh. Uh, shareholder meetings for um, throughout the course of this next year because they're going to periodically vote to 
determine whether or not they think they should pull out or not. And mm-hmm. it's going to come down to is it is two billion dollars too much to spend, or, or is is that okay to you know to spend right now to get out? Should we wait until it's two point five? And so so just just expect that, right? Because those are the two cases that that um, Microsoft pulls out, right? They pull out of this deal if two regulators try to fight them, and they pull out if their yeah. shareholders say that they're done. Because you can't fight the shareholders. It's not an emergency CMA meeting next week. It's an emergency Microsoft board meeting next week. Uh, not board meeting. I'm sorry. Shareholder yep. meeting. Not just no, the board. I think I think that they're meeting with. I think uh, they are is... meeting with the CMA next week. That's not an emergency yeah. meeting, though. That that's that's scheduled. Right. I, I, I'm fairly certain. But Microsoft did send out emails for an emergency shareholder meeting. Right. Yeah. So, I, I don't. I, I don't think. I don't think they you... back out this week yet. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that, they're gonna back I think out. They're fine. I, I if, do think if EU, like you said, if one of the guys do it, they're going to back out. In my yeah. opinion. And so right now, if you were to, because everyone loves the percentages. Right now, if you were to ask me a percentage of this going through, I'd give you 30, 37. Right. That, that's where I'm at right now, just because of how hard line the CMA and EC have. And that's just going off the, the current data. We don't have the current thinkings of inside the EC and inside the, the CMA right now. The only thing we really have for them that's recent like really recent because like they, they put out those documents a couple weeks ago but those documents were from october right so the only thing that we have was really recent was the the ec firing back in the ftc and saying well this is this is what actually happened and we were okay with it right like and so they didn't really the ec just didn't want itself to be mischaracterized right as as doing something stupid because that would make them look like a stupid regulatory agency and they don't want that um and so we don't really have any insight into what they're doing. And so it's really hard to give it any more than 30-70 when it, in reality it's probably closer to 50-50. Uh, I, I, it's just hard to say what those two regulatory bodies are actually thinking because mm-hmm. they're not quite as politicized. Now, like, yeah, no, I mean, you did a pretty good job there, Crusader, of, uh, like, really going over, um, like, <laughs> again the severity of the matter and you know just the yeah. different bodies the different boards and so on again lots and lots of uh, information floating around there and a lot of it gets confusing uh i know for myself sometimes a lot of this information it's like you know again like i it's hard to digest some of it sometimes because there's so yeah. much of it now over the past oh, it's close to a year now since this deal was announced so you know in another month's time right so uh you know it just uh, it really drains you. Uh, it does now. Yeah, right now, MLD pal. Like, what do, what do you think about all this? I mean, Crusader did a pretty good job of uh, rounding things up there, but uh, you know this whole FTC thing. You know, um, you know what's your what's your thoughts on it? Like, again, it's been a very um, eye opening experience, to say the least. Uh, lots of information coming out. Um, I don't know. What do you think of the FTC? Like, again, just uh, coming out trying to block the deal. Well, I know one thing, Xbox, I don't think they're going to go for another public company ever again. I think uh, going private is just a lot easier and less red tape. That's for sure. Uh, also, yeah, it was mentioned before. It's odd that an American regulator is preventing an American company from competing in an industry dominated by international brands like being from Canada, that, that just perplexes me. But yeah. I, I guess it's, it's I, I guess it's ideological. It goes beyond uh, reason and facts. It, it, it just because Microsoft bad, basically, is their logic. But yeah, because you look at the facts here, Xbox, yeah, they, they have a pro-union stance on like on Raven Studios. 
they're pro workers. They'll have a better workplace culture. Their their HR is definitely going to improve once under Xbox. Uh, they're pro consumer with Game Pass editions, uh, and they're going to have more platform availability. Like, yeah, again, they signed the well, they they committed to an agreement with Nintendo. They committed to an agreement with Steam, and Steam said they're not even going to sign an agreement because they, they just trust Xbox. Like, and the, Steam has no horse in this race. And they then that, that's that's a pretty glowing uh, endorsement there, but again, I I think it's yeah it's tone deaf to the gaming industry. I think they just want to show that they're making an effort to stop big tech from consolidating, but Xbox is far from the market leader. They're they're ironically protecting the market leader PlayStation that charged seventy dollars from the start of the generation doesn't do day one games on their service. So they're they're clearly a brand that is taking advantage of their position and, and charging their gamers because they, they know they, they can get away with it. And Xbox, they've been competing in different ways to, to stay relevant. And it's almost like they're getting punished for it because they have a, a successful parent company. Uh, that To me, that just makes no sense. Uh, in terms of the uh, EU, um, you know, disputing the FTC complaint, uh, sorry, their, their argument. Um, I think we, we can all agree that it is vague, uh, and I think Xbox can use that to their advantage. See, um, the part that I read that was there's no incentive for Xbox to uh, keep content or, or whatnot, I personally, it's my, my opinion, I personally believe they can argue that just applied to games currently out, not necessarily pertaining to future releases. Just they have no incentive to take games like Fallout 76 or Elder Scrolls Online, they have no incentive to take them just off the PlayStation Marketplace. But alas, even even if that is uh, arguable, the EU still said that, yeah, no, no, no conditions. Xbox, you guys can do whatever you want. So there, there was no incentive to make a firm commitment. But here, they are making firm commitments. They're not going to say forever and ever, but they say, hey, 10-year contracts with the option to renew at the end of the 10 years. That's a pretty major difference that Xbox is they're actually saying that you know, they're making a, a real a real commitment as opposed to like the EU situation with Bethesda. So it's just really weird, but overall it just sucks for gamers, for Xbox fans that we got to wait. We thought this will be done by end of June. Now that this doesn't look, look like that'll be the case because these core things you never really know. It halts Xbox plans for the future. Because we all know that Xbox, they said that they're not done acquiring studios after this is over. But all those plans are on hold so long as this thing is still going. So whatever grand master plan Xbox has for, for the generation, um, it's just going to take that much longer for them to, you know, see it through. So that's unfortunate. Like, I, I was looking forward to uh, to a massive Game Pass drop come E3. But it looks like we might, might have to wait till you know, later in the year. But in the end, Sony, they they clearly burned their bridges with Microsoft and Activision for that matter. I think we're going to see a different Xbox going forward with how they do business with PlayStation. Um, yeah, either way, whether, whether this this goes through or not, uh, I think, uh, yeah, they, it's like they made it personal to, uh, to a degree. So I think the Xbox has a strong case to make. Because again, uh, a lot of the things uh, with EU, with Bethesda, do not apply here. And you cannot punish Xbox because Microsoft is successful. This is about the gaming industry. And ironically, they are protecting the market leader and keeping like 
well, the, the, the under for actually Xbox is the underdog brand, despite their their parent company. They're preventing them from evening even it all out. That better competition. So, uh, I'm confident they'll still go through, but it just sucks to wait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, well said there, MLD. Uh, lots of good points. Um, the the August thing in chat. Yeah. The August thing, the, the the actual date when they're supposed to be in court with the FTC, like the actual like trial trial, like the full trial, is in is it supposed to happen in August. Yeah. Just that's an FYI. The discovery and everything, like there's gonna be all kinds of shit show for it before that, because there's all be discovery of evidence and stuff like that before that. And there'll be pre trial motions and things like that. It that doesn't mean that it'll actually go the whole way to August. It could go longer than August. But that that's what the August thing is in chat. Hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, Centurion, I know you had touched on it earlier, but uh, got anything else to say regarding this? Again, the whole situation with the FTC kind of chiming in here on the Activision buyout. Uh, again, like, what else do you, do you have to add to this? Any other comments? Well, <clears throat> everybody here says they can't understand why the FTC is doing this, and like. Tim Dog said earlier, it's politics. It's um, politics, yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, it's because so the FTC has had to follow a system of procedures and guidelines for a long time now that was basically set with a Supreme Court precedence. Um, where I forget which which document it was that, but basically that kind of said what the FTC can and can't do. Well, apparently, because of Chairman Khan, uh, the the administration that's in charge in my country right now, the, and the fact that they want to tackle big tech, they went through this document that outlines how they're supposed to do their powers, and they have somehow loopholed and twisted words, kind of like what they did with uh, what the e the EC and Microsoft's discussion, they somehow tried to misinterpret or twist the words, and that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to basically say that they, they don't have to always protect the consumer. They also can look out for competition and challenge companies for doing this, that, and the other. Like, it, There's a lot of stuff in there that I'm still trying to understand myself, but as Crusader alluded to in August, that this is supposed to go to a what they call an administrative court. Yep. So the FTC right now does not want this to go before a federal judge because I'll a federal judge is not on the payroll of the FTC. The administrative judge for this administrative proceeding in August is on the FTC payroll. He's very fluent in FTC law. He has in the past ruled against the FTC. But at the end of the day, this dude is on the FTC payroll. Now, right now, um, Hogue Law brought, uh, brought this up in his big old almost three-hour thing that I listened to where he went over so the good. whole document. Um, so right now, early in 20 – I want to say probably somewhere in the beginning of quarter two of, of uh, 2023, the Supreme Court is actually going to decide – on the FTC's new direction of how they're trying to use these new powers that they found supposedly in this document that they've never had before and essentially pulled out of their ass. 
Well, and the and that's it, it's where it's not so it, much that it's it's the it's the it's their administrative court in general is what the case is. Yes, uh, the Axon it, it, versus the FTC. Right, and Axion it's been versus going the since FTC. the early uh, 2016, 2018. Right, for, for and this is, now this is where I think Microsoft, as long as the CMA, like you said, the CMA and the EC don't rule on the their do their stuff beforehand, or if they do vote and help Microsoft out, this is where the Supreme Court, as where it's saying, like through Holland and Knight and other places, Supreme Court to review the structure of the FTC's proceedings and procedures. The concept of this ruling is to see that the FTC does not have the power to basically hold this up in an administrative court. Axion wants their case to be seen in a federal court away from an FTC employee or the judge, and they want to go directly to a federal judge who is basically neutral away from the FTC and has nothing to gain or lose from the FTC. If by some chance the Supreme Court votes that Axion has this right, Microsoft will also have the same right, and in which case their lawyers will be able to say, middle finger up in the air, F you, we are not going to your stupid administrative court. We are going straight to a federal judge that has neutrality to this whole situation, and he will look at it by the rules of the law, which are protect the consumer, not the competitor. And that is one thing I'm really going to be interested in watching unfold over time is how the Supreme Court is going to basically rule against Axion versus the FTC, because this directly will influence the direction that Microsoft is going to take in dealing with the FTC in the long run. So there's a lot of stuff that's going to unfold. Uh, like I said, like at the beginning of all this in January, this is going to be a roller coaster of a ride. This has turned out to be more of a shit show than I ever thought it could be, in my opinion. I never thought we would see Sony go down the path they did. I never thought I'd see the regulators have this much hem-hawing about it and back and forth about what to do. Um, I think it's absolutely BS that they want to basically play that, you know, oh, we're dealing with Microsoft from the early 2000s, the, the, the evil corporation. Yeah, I know it's a big corporation, big business, whatever. Corporations run the entire world. I understand that argument, but I also would like to think that the, the corporation that was back then was under different leadership and had a different direction. And we're also talking about video games, for God's sakes. And I just don't like the train of thought that the FTC has gone down in their document with the idea between a casual gamer and a serious gamer and how somehow Nintendo is a non-player in the industry and that the, and basically we got to pretend that they don't exist and this is purely between Xbox versus PlayStation. The gaming industry is bigger than Xbox versus PlayStation and I do not understand why the FTC is trying to hold this argument that somehow like basically they, they are the gaming industry um yeah like i'm over talking about the activision thing uh because like literally i never thought that it would literally turn into this big of a circus um I, at this point i'm just ready to sit back watch what unfolds learn a little bit about how regulators around the world uh work and you know, I look forward to whatever's going to happen, whether Microsoft acquires Activision and we're going to have a lot of great titles come into Game Pass and see a different complete Microsoft than we've seen in the past, 
or we're going to get a completely more aggressive Microsoft that's going to have, let me see, like the deal was like roughly over $69 billion. If they got to shell out that $3 billion price tag, that still leaves $66 billion in a bank account that was meant to grow the Xbox um, franchise, the Xbox division. And they're not just going to say, all right, put that $66 billion back in the coffers over at Microsoft. That money's intent was to grow Xbox, and they are going to do it aggressively, and they are going to money hat, and they are going to completely show PlayStation to put their money where their mouth is because I'm saying right now, Sony has burned a lot of bridges during this whole freaking circus. They have come out and insulted EA. Oh, Battlefield can't hold a flame to Call of Duty. Your game ain't shit. Like straight up, like how would you feel if you're one of the CE the CEOs over at Activision and you just got told that somebody you do a lot of business with just said that your games are crap? You know, it would be like screw you, man. Same with Activision. You think Activision's gonna be happy with Sony? Oh, like oh hey, thanks for costing us sixty billion dollars. Let's go have dinner. No, they're going to literally freaking probably kind of. I really do think that Sony has completely exercised themselves from the gaming the gaming um industry as a whole and that literally there's going to be a lot of players in the gaming industry that are not going to really want to play the games that sony has been playing because they know sony likes to play dirty and at this point in time microsoft has a lot of money on the table and they're all going to want some of that money and they know microsoft is going to be looking to spend it and we're going to sony's going to find out real quick that loyalty don't mean crap i i definitely see that PlayStation will almost certainly not have marketing rights for Call of Duty after this. Oh, dude, for real. I, I, dude, I, I don't time. see it happening. Big time. Oh, like, dude, like, I mean it. Yeah. It's just like, um, so you just came out and insulted numerous people. You've, you've been caught insulting uh, in, uh, indie game developers. You've been caught insulting big corporation developers. It's just like, um, who, it's, who the F do you think you are? Just because your PlayStation doesn't mean nothing, man. The king can fall off the mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. Absolutely right there, Cinture. And, and honestly, great input. Great input on your part. Um, I, I want to say one thing about the Axon thing before. before They're not... It the, the case is not going before the Supreme Court so that they have the decision to go to a federal judge. The case is actually harder than that on the FTC. It's actually saying whether or not they have the right to use an administrative judge whether or not they can even have an administrative court in the first place right because it makes it very hard to appeal yes because because it makes the appeal process really long and they don't have the quote due process like right because uh hogue law made the biggest joke he's like if they rule if the administrative judge rules in favor of the ftc and you try and you try to appeal it um it, it makes it harder and then also if the ftc judge rules in favor for the other person against the ftc the ftc can basically well we're going to appeal our own decision because we think we're right now note this is the last chance for microsoft by the way this this supreme court decision this will come almost certainly after the cma and ec come back because the, oh because yeah, i think the, what is it the march is for the cma so april march is in april is 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 the time period for both of them yeah, because um, I think the Supreme Court ruling for Axion is somewhere in June. Almost. So they usually do major cases like this it, during the summer months, during the early summer months. Uh, 
look back to when the the cases came back this summer. There, there I'm not gonna get. We're not getting into politics. Oh yeah, there was I know a major case, case that came back last during the summer this year, and you can look towards it about the time that that one came out, or maybe a little bit before. So, late May through like July would be when they would see those cases. Now, nothing says they can't uh, say anything about it sooner. Nothing, right? They could hold a session and they could they could review it tonight if they wanted to, right? Right. Um, now, it's not going to happen tonight because they actually have to have the lawyers get up in front of them and make their arguments and everything. And then they, then they will go back and wait a few months while the, they review the case over and over and over again to come to their decisions because that's how the Supreme Court works. Um, this is a last-ditch effort. If this was to matter... Right, this would be uh, Microsoft really not wanting well, to give up, right? Well, if, if this actually saying, mattered for them, if the CMA and the EC do come out, and because that's what's weird about this whole situation is we're over here playing games like, well, what if Microsoft yeah. does this? What if Microsoft does that? Can we trust them, dude? That's what a concession is for. Yeah, well, you're supposed what... to get it on paper. Why aren't so, we going down this road historically? <laughs> Even into the 90s and 80s, the FTC has never actually liked be what are called behavioral concessions, which are, we agree we won't do this, we agree we won't do, let, do that. They, they are more of a fan of divestitures and uh, like oversight committees and things like that, lo looking over them. So what, what's called a behavioral concession, which would be Microsoft agrees to do something for so many years, just flat out. That, that, that's what's a, be a behavioral concession. And the FTC has never been a fan of those kind of concessions, especially the current regime. So I'm not sure how much that's actually going to matter to them. Um, it may matter to the judge, but the actual committee, it's the, like the panel, it's not going to matter to. Um, what, what would matter is agreeing to have a independent auditor or, or, or things like that. I just think um, it's funny how they're trying to be like, Microsoft can't be trusted. And then Steam comes out and is like, oh yeah, we trust them. They've done everything they've ever said. They, they, they are completely trustworthy because they have done everything that they said that they would do for us. Well, and <laughs> you know, people are saying that like, oh, they didn't, they didn't have an injunction, right? Cause there's no injunction to block this deal in federal court. And the, the reason for that is the, the FTC doesn't need to at the current time. Because now, if they if they actually had to, issue they're not an trying to they're not trying to close the deal. That's why. Well, and they can't because the merger agreement specifically says there can't be ongoing litigation about the merger. Right. There could they the the companies themselves can have ongoing litigation in 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 their sections because right. Activision the, has like eight hundred uh, ongoing <laughs> suits against them. The only but, way that they can that they can do an injunction is if Microsoft and Activision start trying to close the deal yeah. without approval. And that's the only way that triggers an injunction. So right now, the only thing the FTC can do no, they, is they can basically file an injunction right now. They just don't need to because in the merger well, agreement, right. it says that they 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 won't close if there is ongoing litigation. If now that that merger agreement can be changed, that the the two companies' board of directors could meet together and they could they could change those rules. They could change the terms of the merger agreement. They can do that at any time if they want to, right? And that's what would happen if they had to. Uh, um, divest, like, like say that the deal can only go through if they divest Activision, but the Blizzard and uh, King can be purchased, right? Like, let's, let's just say in an imaginary world. They, they would go together and they would rewrite the terms of the deals. They'd reallocate the money, how much money it's actually going to be with the divestiture, uh, you know, counted in and things like that. Um, and that, that could happen, and then they could 
they could also alter the agreement to say, oh, hey, even if we have litigation going on, we'll finalize the, the, the case. And if they were to change that and release the new merger agreement with that change in mind, I guarantee the FTC would be... Now, the FTC would have to determine, do we want to, to, to push for an injunction? Because if they push for an injunction, the case is going to go to a federal court, period. Right? That, 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 that happened. I, if they I still sued... question whether Call of Duty could even function if they're asking for divestiture and oh, they I want, agree. and they it's just like, yeah. you really think that call of duty as a standalone developer or, or how company, whatever you want to call it, if they have to do a divestiture, do you think they yeah. would even be able to survive long-term without the actual funding of the entire ABK monster? I, I'm see, that's where I'm not so sure that they, they would need a, cause like the problem is, could they, could they afford to, keep development up today without like a banking because like they, they definitely bring in more like they, they, they have a good profit margin correct like like i don't know like call of duty makes money it makes a lot of money like in profit not just like in revenue right because revenue doesn't take into account your expenses but call of duty is very profitable on its own and those studios could could exist on their own in theory in practice they're not going to have like a an actual like bank to sit upon they would have to ha they would have to have they would have to take out loans for their first few years right and so that that's the thing can they take out enough loans to actually fund the studios to a point where they can so, get themselves up and running long term enough that's and, one and, thing i'm wondering is how many studios would be part of the divestiture because it would be anything under it's like the activision subsidiary so it would be it would be everything under the it would be everything that's not under blizzard and everything that's not under king would be the divestiture because yeah, I was gonna Guaranteed. say like act like literally Call of Duty is absorbed almost every developer under the Activision banner. Well, they aren't really working on much of anything other than Call of Duty and, and some other titles here and there. But it's like Call of Duty is like pretty much absorbing yeah. a lot of and, what they do. And that's the thing they're, they're never gonna ask for like to divest Call of Duty, right? They're they're gonna ask to divest one of the three names under Activision Blizzard King. And the only one that they could reasonably ask to be divested based on the actual market share that the company has and the arguments that they're making would be active would be Activision proper, right? Um, that being said, that 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 divestiture could get more complicated because they could argue that okay, but we want to keep the the minor IPs or stuff like that. Like we want to keep the Crash Bandicoots and the Spyros and stuff, and like. We, we want, mm -hmm. yeah. as part of this divestiture agreement, we'd want to take all the IPs. Now, I, I don't, this is a hypothetical. I'd like to say that. I don't actually think that this would happen. I don't think Microsoft would agree to it in any world, right? This is, uh, to me, this is an all or nothing kind of thing. Maybe they walk away happy with King, right? And by happy, I don't mean happy. They walk away without paying $3 billion for nothing. Well, again, right. they purposely and, went into it, you know, uh, talking to Activision when they were at like a stock low point, right? Like, yeah. You know, they were purposely buying them, and and again, I say this with a smile on my face for the cheap, right? Like yeah. eighty, you know, however yeah. much it was. And I, I don't believe there would be a divest. I don't believe Microsoft would agree to a divestiture, right? This is just a hypothetical that, like, that's the kind of thing that that the the FTC actually likes. When, when it comes to concessions, we saw that with Disney, right? That um, when Disney tried to buy 20th Century Fox, they actually had to divest uh, Fox Sports. Uh, maybe Disney the news owned as well? ESPN. 
Yeah, because the SP Disney owns DSPN, and that would literally control like forty to like somewhere between thirty-five and fifty percent of the sports market in America. Not all of it, right? Because that there, CBS has some sports stuff. Uh, you know, um, ABC has some sports. Well, actually, ABC is. Um, the f funny part is, is you bring is that up, like the Brazilian authorities, Cade, were the one that really kind of brought that into the limelight because yeah. even Cade had an issue with it over in Brazil. Yeah, and, well, and it, the same thing was true. Like, you know, the, the, the that those were just the, the concessions that were made. Like the biggest thing, power play that the, the regulators have made, and I don't know why they don't brag about it more, was uh, blocking the deal. Like literally everyone kind of simultaneously together sued to block the um, – nvidia arm deal which good that needed blocked that was that would actually be like 65 percent of the microprocessor market under uh nvidia that would have been awful for like everyone involved um that was actually like even a national security concern for countries because like so many like processing components would be made by one company that like if they were to ever go rogue, they could actually endanger the national right. security of multiple countries. Um, this isn't that, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, like that, they, there was absolutely zero concessions accepted by literally everyone. They they, they said no. no. No, because NVIDIA tried with behavioral concessions, right? That they would open source patents and stuff like that. And the every regulator said no to it. That behavioral concessions weren't good enough and there's no divestiture that you could actually give in this case mm -hmm. so they said no well and so yeah yeah we won't know until th this is this is actually where the talking about it gets so much more interesting though because it's not just the same bullshit reiterated we actually have news news now right even before the ftc moved to block this was the most interesting week for news in this in this deal that we've had with the whole Nintendo and Steam stuff. Yeah. It was it's so super interesting. Hmm. So. Yeah. Again, guys, like, either way, um, time will tell. Like, we're going to be hearing more and more things as time goes on. Um, we'll see how long this sucker gets dragged out for. But uh, judging from our conversation here, yeah, we're still going to be talking about it for a while unfortunately <laughs> but yeah yeah exactly right but uh, that's just how it is um yeah okay guys i think uh with that we'll move on to our next topic to our last talking point of the night really and we'll just touch on it a bit uh, discuss the callisto protocol uh the new horror game that came out well what last week i believe and a few key, a few of the uh, team members here, uh, a few of the cast members have had a chance to play it. So we'll get our thoughts on it. It comes from uh, the team or a few key members uh, of the team behind Dead Space. I'm interested in getting it. Maybe I'll pick it up around Christmas time. Uh, but yeah, I want to hear the thoughts and opinions from the panel. Uh, Centurion, my fellow game junkie, uh, I know you've been playing it. I think you beat it, in fact. Uh, what's your thoughts on the game, and is this worth uh, picking up? Man, you had to throw that question at me. Is this game worth picking up? So before we get into it, I really wanted to support this developer. <clears throat> they used to, a good majority of them used to work for Vis Visceral Games, before EA shut them down and they got together, some of them got together and created Striking Distance. 
and they obviously published this game under Crafton to get Callisto Protocol out. There is a lot of Dead Space mechanics and the look of Dead Space and function uh, there. I mean, like having the HUD on the back of the, instead of on the back of the head, it's on the back of the neck. Um, there was not a heavy emphasis on guns. There is guns in the game, but they are definitely there as more of a backup or a, a like a combination of melee and guns. It's not just run around and shoot them. When you say, is this game worth picking up? If you really love horror games and you're into games that have like a strategy to how the fighting mechanic works, this is definitely a game for you. Um, the story was okay. Um, Wilmy Hood gave the game, when we chatted about it, uh, a nine. I'm more of an eight, but that's because I did have some I did have some issues when it came to how the game functioned. Um, hit registration was was off in some instances where um, you would hit the dodge and the character would not dodge. And when you're fighting like the boss characters, it's one hit kill. If they touch you, you're dead. Um, and when you have a mechanic that unforgiving and the, the dodge doesn't work the way it's supposed to, it really screws it up. And then there was instances where uh, you have to break the boss down uh, with your gun and then get in with the melee weapon and start bashing on them. And there was some hit registration issues. Like I was, it was not registering that I was swinging the melee weapon on them. Um, I do believe those are probably going to get patched out. But I, I some, but it does seem that Wilmyhood ran into some of the same issues as I did. Uh, but the game has a very interesting fighting style. I know a lot of people wanted it to be like Dead Space, uh, but. As we've chatted in this one, in this, uh, the chat for TXR, EA is one of those companies that actually do patent game mechanics. I don't know if Dead Space was under one of those uh, patents where you, the concept of Dead Space is exclusive to Dead Space for so many years. That's why I think that they possibly went down a different road of having a different mechanic altogether because the way it works is it's a melee style fighting mechanic you have the the left joystick is the dodge and the minute you see the enemy try to swing at you you got to hit either left or right first it doesn't matter what your first is and the character will dodge but if you go left first then you have to swing to the right for the second dodge if you don't get the left right combo going very well it will knock you out of the combo and dude damage gets dealt heavily in that game um, I had a lot of fun playing it. The story was great. The game is graphically awesome. I didn't have ray tracing issues. I didn't have stuttering. I played it on a Series X. Um, it was definitely a fun experience. I did roll the credits on the game. No, I didn't play it on easy. I played it on medium. There was a few times I thought about toggling it down to easy, but I stuck with it. Uh, but I, I like one fight alone, the end boss, I have probably an hour and a half in doing the same fight over and over again to get that muscle memory and the fighting mechanic Ooh. down and to, yeah, I mean, like it can definitely kick your ass. That is for sure. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, that's interesting. Cause again, I've seen a lot of 
varying opinions on the game and i believe on the panel we have another person who played it mld you had you spent some time with it i'm not sure if you beat it but uh, let us know what you thought of it actually no i i changed my mind on the subject ever since the um you know the reviews went out and people had impressions uh i decided to wait for a sale to be honest oh, with you guys okay All yeah right. I was so stoked to play this game. Like the creators of Dead Space, Dead Space is one of my favorite games of all time. I got like I had got the full one thousand achievements for it. Dead Space two and three, almost perfection, but not quite. But then, then you see like the dodge mechanic is so like iffy, and it, it's a emphasis on melee. But I love Dead Space for its ranged combat options. I don't want to be whacking people like eighty <laughs> percent of the time. So I get it. It's a different game. At the same time, they kind of want to leave their own mark. Maybe, yeah, EA probably has their own patents at the same time. But then you also hear that, you know, the Xbox version was kind of like at a disadvantage performance-wise compared to PlayStation version. And that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way too. So I think I'm just going to, you know, wait for like a post-Christmas sale and just beat it before the Dead Space remake comes out. So yeah, that, that's where I stand. I'm sure it's a good game for what it is. But uh, I guess I just went, I thought I expected something different before uh, the reviews came out. And now that I did, you know, I did some, uh, you know, you do a little bit of research and whatnot. Yeah, you put your you put your expectations in check. And I'll just uh, when I go do go into it, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. That's that's all. All right. Fair, fair. You know, I, I totally thought you had played it, but I know that you were really looking forward to it. So, uh, no, I'm. Uh... I'm there with you. You know, I want to, you know, just wait a little bit. I am kind of tempted to get around Christmas time, but uh, no, no, I'm kind of wondering, you know, I see this and then I see what they're doing with the Dead Space remake and I'm like, you know, they're so close together. You know, which one do I want to put time into? Do I wait a bit to go for a sale? You know, it's tough. It's tough uh, decisions, right? Um. Crusader. I mean, I, I don't know. Do you have any interest in uh, Callisto Protocol at all? I did for a while until I found out the first five hours are melee combat focused, and then I died. <laughs> inside. Yep, pretty much. That seems to be the um, big make or break. <laughs> I'm so. I really like Dead Space a lot. Like I played it for the first time. I think it was this year. Technically, it might have been last year. I don't know. That, within the last eighteen months, I played all three Dead Spaces. Let's put it that way, right? Um, I think it was all this year. But I was a big fan of... Uh, in, in most video games, I'm a big fan of ranged combat. Right? Um, if I'm playing a melee combat-focused game, it needs to be really aggressive. Like, God of War is a very aggressive melee combat game, right? Like, I don't think that that's deniable. Whereas some of the... You know the dark, the souls likes. A lot of them are very slow and methodical, or like they're not even necessarily slow, but they're very methodical. So you have to like wait for the right minute to strike. Whereas it's not as like if I'm doing melee, I, I like real hack and slash. Uh, with with gunplay, I like I I love ranged ranged games. I could play anything from slow and methodical to super fast paced like Doom. You know, um, and hearing that the first like five hours of the like what eight to twelve hour game was primarily melee combat focused and even then like it is still kind of avoidable or like move past a lot of the enemies and things like that that just i don't know it's it's i'll try it at some point but it does not sound like a very crusader style game whereas um like the dead space remake 
I, I know what to expect with Dead Space because I, I just played it recently and it, it's not that, right? The, the most you do with the melee is you stomp on the thing when it gets close to you, you know what I mean? Like, it's, that's, it's a primary function to get ammo and stuff like that, but you're not, um, you're not super reliant on melee to actually kill the enemy. Does that make sense? Like, like I'm not... It's it just, it, it doesn't seem like a game that was made for Crusader, and I thought it was going to be. I, I really thought it was going to be a game made for me. Because I really liked, I, I like having played Dead Space for the first time this year. I, I was like, oh my god, right. this is, I, I love this. this. This stuff's great, and I, I really thought Callisto would be the thing for me. Now maybe, uh, I know they have lots of DLCs and expansions and stuff planned. Maybe some of that content, you know, that is more um, gunplay focused, and I can get past that um, that that melee focus. But at right now, it just does not look like something that I really really want to dive into um visually it looks great um i know xbox had a lot of performance issues and stuff our um rtr was accidentally turned off because they were using the series s profile partially like some of the configuration for the series s profile it's actually a couple other things that are missing as well that have the series s uh um stuff turned on from what i understand um so it's not like they just didn't have it they accidentally deployed parts of the wrong config, which they also deployed parts of the wrong config on PC. Did anyone see how bad it was stuttering on yeah. PC the first couple yeah, of Yeah, I saw that. Like, yeah. Realistically, a, a, a non-playable game, because from what I understand, if anyone knows anything about like rendering, they they uh, Unreal in general has this issue with, uh, with, with shader compilation, where like a lot of games will stutter for the first little bit while you're playing them on PC. And part of the reason, from what I understand as to what was going on, is that the, the the shaders never actually like finished like caching and it just would keep trying to build the shaders over and over again and so you never got past that stutter ending and um getting to a point where the game was stable and they they fixed that within i think it was like 28 hours which is good for the for um for them um i see it like most unreal games it still has stuttering issues though because of how because no one wants to pre uh pre uh pre cache all the the shaders for whatever reason I don't know why you can do it some devs do it Epic does it themselves uh like one or two other devs do it but a lot of devs just don't take the time and that brings me to my overarching complaint is that too many developers aren't focusing on optimization I'm not gonna call them lazy because it's not really the developers fault like themselves right it is more on the publishers that want their deadlines and want their their product to hit the market on X date and with Callisto you, you can guarantee they wanted that game to hit before oh, yeah. Christmas right before right? Dead like that, Space that, too. you can tell that they, they they moved it as far as they could before Christmas but Kraft didn't want it out before Christmas and that's why I say I would argue to everyone, there's like almost no cases where you could yell lazy dev, lazy dev. That's a t like, just don't. You want to say something of that like line and say like the devs shouldn't get away with this. Go after the publishers, right? Call them cheap publishers. Um, because that that's what's happening. They're they they're, they they want to get their product out to the market as fast as physically possible to, um, to to recoup their investment when they could wait a month. In this case, they could have waited probably a week and most of these problems wouldn't have existed, right? Now, then you run into the issue of, well, you're launching a game that close to Christmas and fine, whatever. You should have launched it in January and reaped those those gift card bucks post-Christmas, but still, unacceptable. Don't do that shit, devs. 
well, don't do that shit, pubs. The developers obviously didn't want to release the game. In that <laughs> of course, of course. Well, we'll see. Again, uh, I am interested in the game. I'll I'll see. Like again, I've been hearing varying things about it. Uh, Jago in the chat. Hey, Jago, by the way. I uh, I know he's uh, been enjoying it. Uh, we'll see. Um, I can understand a lot of the mixed reactions it's been getting though. Um, uh, and the expectations too. It's just, of course, it had to be you know like a month separated from the Dead Space remake. So, yeah. and that is looking pretty good from what I can tell. So, uh, and yeah. Resident Evil Four is like a month after that, right? That's February. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if uh, the date still holds up. Yeah, but um, guys, any other comments on the Callisto Protocol? Yes, no. Okay. Okay, then, everyone. I think we're about done with this one. Another fun chat tonight with the guys talking about our thoughts on the Game Awards, the FTC picking a fight with Microsoft over Activision, and, of course, the Callisto Protocol, our thoughts on that. It was really great seeing everyone here in the chat, and if you enjoyed our talk tonight, then please consider leaving a like, sharing this episode out, and sub to the channel, because, hey, we would love to have you stick around. No lie there, no lie. And without further delay, let's get over to the outros. Uh, Tim Dog has uh, he left uh, a little while ago, but you guys know where to find him. Xcloud Tim Dog on Twitter. Uh, panel members, guys, uh, Crusader. I'll start with you. Uh, good show tonight, pal. Where can everybody find you? Yeah, you can find me uh, at Crusader three four five six on Twitter. Um, I believe I, my pen tweet is still literally all of my other accounts on everything. Yes, it is. So you know. You can find me on basically every social media app known to man because I don't believe in just being on one anymore. Um, it's too risky. You know, if any any single place that I am implodes, then you'll lose access to me. And I don't want anyone to lose access to me. Not that I think any place will implode, but, you know, there's always the possibility. I've so been saying that for a while. At Crusader3456. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why. Uh... Oh, I don't think. I don't think. If anything happens, it's a slow burn because they don't have advertisers anymore. But um, uh, I don't think they'll go away. But yeah, no, just I don't. It was a wake up call that I should diversify. Oh, no, I've been doing this for a while, even with the show for like the past few years. Yeah. I just put it everywhere. So but because, you know, just because. Right. Um, Just to get more, view, you know, more eyes on you and so on. Just it's, it's smart to uh, divest in things. But uh, no, good to know, Crusader. Uh, moving on here, General MLD. Pal, hey, loved your thoughts tonight. Loved your contributions. Where can everybody find you? Uh, thank you. You guys can find me at MLD Ghost on Twitter, gamertag GhostMLD. So, yeah, it was great, uh, great chat. Uh, yeah, love everyone's input. Looking forward to the next one. Of course, of course, and last but certainly not. Well, actually, no. And I would technically be last, but uh, second last, Centurion, pal. Good show, as per usual. Where can everybody find you? Ah, yes, definitely. Thanks to everybody in the uh, the chat that joined us. For those interested in finding me, you can find me here every Sunday night on TXR. You'll also find me on Gaming Beyond the Box two hours before this show starts. And you can also find me on Xbox Live, Twitter, and YouTube under Centurion1307. All right. All right. Good stuff, guys. Remember to check him out on Gaming Beyond the Box for sure. 
And of course, I'm Invader. You guys can find my content on YouTube at Invader Gaming. Also, check me out on the Bluebird app, Twitter at Invader underscore 1986. Plus, I'm available on many other platforms. Just look in the description down below. Awesome chat tonight from the crew, and we look forward to talking about whatever happens uh, starting on Monday, starting tomorrow. So we'll see what the next week holds for us. Uh, later, folks. It's been a fun one.